0: Welcome to the What If podcast with your hosts Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperood. Heck, heck, heck! Hi, Spencer.
1: Hey, dude. I've heard that the the heck sounder is a popular one. I wanted to make sure that that got placed prominently today.
0: Shout out to our listeners. I know for... I've been I've been slipping it lately on the on the soundboard so look guys sometimes we get so deep into our conversations about very very important things on this show <laughs> however <laughs> that i'll try and do better today we, we got a few new soundboard. ones too. we do have some new ones i still i think for those that don't know well we have we have to talk about we have a lot to talk about related to y'all listeners because we love you so much we have a couple things we gotta get we gotta get through um Another another thing related to the soundboard poll is that for, for those of you who don't know who've never seen the inside of our studio, um, I don't have access to the soundboard. The soundboard <laughs> belongs to Spencer. You might have heard that on an episode earlier, but uh I don't have access to it. So when Spencer's telling Any, stories anytime you want to bring one, bro, we can plug it in. Didn't you say we do you have a second NPC that I could use for uh, a soundboard?
1: I sold it because it was worth money. <sighs> Get the app on your phone, dude. It's like 10 bucks. I told you about it, and it didn't work. Well, I think that's user error. Well, <laughs>
0: hey, prove pr- me wrong. Give me your phone. I'll, I'll put a bunch of weird shit on there pr- for me, you. Prove me wrong. Um, but anyway, that that's why sometimes it doesn't happen is because Spencer is the one talking, and then he can't really soundboard himself because he's, he's trying to do too many things at once. It's true. Um,
1: Other times I remember and set myself up for great soundboard-based jokes, though, so
0: ooh that's good mm-hmm. if you guys want to um, so for those of you who don't know the poll that we're re- referring to I, I should I guess I should clarify there's a lot of you who listen to this show that are not actually in our Facebook group true which- true. most of you in fact <laughs> there's a lot of you who listen and, and and a good amount of you now that are in the Facebook group but not all of you uh, but if you go do search the group section of Facebook for the What If Podcast there's a group entirely dedicated to uh, y'all lovelies who, who listen and want to do polls and crack jokes and upload memes we had some draw drop- last week which was very tight
1: oh the Uh, the whale tanks the whale tanks yeah that was great
0: uh was was very fantastic the tank top interpretation was maybe my favorite very terrific thanks aaron Mm -hmm. good job um but yeah so so yeah if you if you want to participate in those polls also if anyone has suggestions for sound drops you can always send
1: us audio clips if you're watching tv or fucking around on youtube (laughs) and come across something funny just Send us a link or even yeah. just tell me,
0: I'll go find it. Yeah, it's very easy for us to add these to the show. So uh we we can we could definitely continue doing make that. room for a couple new ones today, in fact. <laughs> oh, We did make room for a couple new ones. I'll try and time them appropriately though. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. It's like uh you can't I'm
1: excited to play them, but I got I'll make it
0: I'll make yeah, it count. You can't light the firecracker too quick. Timing right? is everything. Indeed. Um another thing we gotta say related to y'all beautiful listeners is oh boy, we got a bunch of new Patreon listeners. Right. Tight, 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 tight. Um, for those that don't know, we have a Patreon also under the name The What If Podcast because that's what the fuck you're listening to. And um, if you do support the podcast at uh, at the base level uh, of five bucks a month, um, we give you a full episode of the show on top of the full episode we give you every week for free that you're listening to right now. Yeah, uh, every Friday. So uh, our our regular episodes come out on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and then our patreon episodes come out on Friday. So we do two episodes of the show every week and if you support us on patreon uh, patreon.com slash what if podcast that right? uh, yep. that's that's, that's where you can go if you want to get that additional episode every week. So we have to thank uh, Hanklin slash Cody uh, um, and and his and his girlfriend I believe uh, Shane uh alexandra jeremy and kim elizabeth chris and mike uh a bunch of new folks got Damn. in on the uh on the patreon uh in the last uh seven to ten days or so so thank you all f- so much for supporting the show legitimately you guys are helping us uh actually make this show so uh, how many people was thank that? you One, two, three, five, 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 seven, eight, nine. Nine people the nine of you
1: covered our hosting for like almost two months Yeah That's
0: two more months Where we can still do the show Just with nine of you Giving us five bucks That's tight That's very tight So thank you guys very much Um, If you want to get More free content uh, Go ahead over there We're also talking about Well we're going to do The Facebook live episode too Because that's another thing With our listeners We got to talk about
1: Let's decide on a date For that right now So we can (laughs) tell people about it Oh boy Should we decide on that Right now (laughs)
0: Yes (laughs) Could it just be uh... No People need to plan ahead No 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 That's what I'm saying Can it be our next Monday episode though
1: well, no, because then, what, we're just going to put the whole episode out live, unedited, the day before it actually comes out? That's no fun. Why not? It's got to be an extra special thing. We pro- we promise special things, because 100 saying,
0: people gave us reviews. You're saying we're doing... That's uh, true. Yeah, and, like, way more than 100. Thank you all for who have been leaving reviews lately. We we jumped 100 and then jumped way up even after that. So, uh, thanks to everybody who's been leaving reviews on iTunes. Let's. I tell you what, we'll do this. Spencer and I will have to confer off the air on a break, and we'll tell you guys... Later I'll, in I the w- show, I will insert it right here in the podcast. <laughs> give, wait, 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 wait!
1: Heck, okay, that's what. Now I know where it goes. <laughs> Our Facebook Live episode is happening Sunday, January seventh at three p.m. Central Standard Time. Did we just do it? <laughs> yep. Are, really, yep. It really is. That's when we're doing it, guys. That's
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> we didn't insert that and post it at all. Nope. All right, Ryan. Any other announcements, or can we play this new game that we made up? <laughs>
0: You guys, Spencer invented a new game Uh, It's
1: really fun, at least for me
0: For those of you who don't know, Spencer and I do a radio show in uh, the Twin Cities, uh, Minnesota, which is where we live And uh, on the show show tonight, Spencer invented a new game that we played And we had so much fun, we had to bring it to you all who live around the world and cannot listen to our radio show in the Twin Cities So there's a Wikipedia article (laughs) that's just called well, Wikipedia
1: does lists of, of a list of articles that are all related in some way.
0: Which is news to me in its own right. For it's pretty cool. It's right.
1: Like there's a list of, I've used it when we were researching stuff sometimes because they will do like a list of 1970s UFO encounters and shit like that. They'll just like, or like... Top forty songs from nineteen eighty. Like they'll they'll just combine all those yeah, yeah. articles into one list. That's awesome. So there's one that's just called unusual articles, and it's incredibly <laughs> thorough. And there's many many categories and subcategories, and they're all hilarious or weird. And if you didn't gather that, unusual articles is
0: right up our alley. Yeah,
1: extremely on brand here at, at What If. <laughs> so the game is Ryan picks a number between one and sixteen because that's how many, or one and fifteen. Because category 16 is entirely pictures, and that's no fun. 1 and 15, there because there are 15 main categories, and then uh, also randomly picks a subcategory. So it goes something like this. Ryan, name, pick a number between 1 and 15. Seven! All right. Uh, now pick a number between 1 and 9. Seven! <laughs> okay. 7.7 <laughs> 7 is video games. Ryan, pick a letter between A and V. You. Try again <laughs> Uh D Okay We are now looking at a Wikipedia article called Don't Buy This Don't Buy This, also known as Don't Buy This, Five of the Worst Games Ever Is a ZX Spectrum video game Compilation released in 1985 As described on the box It contains five of the poorest video games <laughs> <laughs> Instead of rejecting the submissions They decided to mock the original developers By releasing them together and publicly branded as Unoriginal and awful The five games are Savage <laughs> The five games are Fido 1 A game where a player controls a dog named Fido To defeat moles and birds And to protect an area for several levels Fido 2 features similar gameplay as the original Fido, but Fido can now move up and down instead of just left and right. (laughs) Fido can now also shoot laser beams from its eyes in order to destroy other enemies and gain health. Okay, I won't make fun of that. That's way tighter. That is an obvious and distinct improvement. Game three, Fruit Machine. (laughs) The player controls an animated low-resolution slot machine with reels that spin rather slowly. The instructions sarcastically describe the game as a mysterious original new game that requires skill, timing, nerve, and absolute concentration.
0: Except it's just like a one-armed bandit slot machine? Yes. <laughs> Dude, I was at, I was in an airport, uh... I've never played a slot machine. Like, in a casino at all? I've ever, anywhere. Okay, well, if we're gonna be in New Orleans together, we're definitely doing that. Okay. Um, so I was in an airport... Aer- just now we're gonna
1: get assaulted by weirdos who like UFOs. In New Orleans. No, we won't. We won't tell Ryan, anyone and to in when New we're Orleans gonna... in March if you want to set up a live podcast for us, we'll come talk about aliens. We just need like a hundred bucks each.
0: Actually, that's a good point. We totally would go do that. A
1: hundred um, dollars and three beers each. We will talk about aliens for up to an hour. I'd say 90 minutes. I'm gonna need four beers, then, we'll, but we'll, yes. we'll play the Wikipedia need four game. Four beers for and $110. $10. <laughs>
0: we'll
1: do a live Wikipedia game. For four beers and $110 each, up to 90 minutes.
0: Or we'll do it for less if you give us your local, like very amazing rundown of what we should do in New Orleans. Bet. Right. Um there are two more games. Can I can I finish? Wait, I have to make, I have to say one thing about the slot machine game, which oh, is that right. I that's, was in that's what,
1: that's what we're doing here.
0: <laughs> I was in an airport recently. Okay. And I was at a bar and looked over at the guy next to me, just like glanced over. And this dude was sitting there drinking like a bud light. And not a Bud Ice, a Bud Light, and and was just playing a phone game, like an iPhone game, mm-hmm. that was a slot machine. What do you win? You win coins. Number, numbers? In an the iPhone <laughs> game slot machine. And I was like, I've never seen a sadder thing in my entire life. You found life. the dumbest man on the planet. I, I was just like, if I, if I were to do that, I would just create a slot machine game and put it up on the App Store and be like, you fucking win. Every time you fucking win. <laughs> Cause fuck it. It doesn't matter. It's not real money. None of this. That's probably actually anything. less
1: fun though. Like part of, part of the fun or you the just win addictive. Like- no, I, I bet it's like you got, I bet there's a formula <laughs> to what the proper ratio is to make it just addictive yet frustrating enough to keep playing.
0: It's It's got to be like three percentage points higher than a normal casino because a normal casino will fuck you, but three percentage points higher might be just enough where you win more than you lose. It's got to be frustrating, but you also have to come out on top. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine With if your friend came numbers. to you and was like, hey, Spencer, do a check it out. I got like $3 trillion in my iPhone slot machine game account. And you're like, dude, <laughs> what? What the fuck was that? <laughs>
1: I couldn't wait any longer that New Moore, What's up <laughs> Alright the other two games Are Race Ace A racing game Where the player controls A light blue race car That can only turn In 90 and 180
0: degree angles Whoa. That sounds like that would require a lot of skill you to execute You press a button, on. you're just instantly going backwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the game is impossible to win regardless of the speed setting of the player's car because the computer-controlled <laughs> cars advance more quickly every time the player turns. <laughs> on one screen, the game is erroneously titled Ace Racer. <laughs> As in they, they incorrectly they got- <laughs> named their own game? Yes. And lastly, Weasel Willy. A game where a weasel has to avoid trees that are completely green and its own large uniform footprints. The trees spawn in random locations whenever a level starts, so the weasel may be blocked by trees, preventing the player from being able to play the level. (laughs) (laughs) The weasel may even start a level with a tree occupying the same space as it does, causing immediate loss of the level. (laughs) It's like the Philadelphia experiment. The weasel fused with the tree. Fused with the tree.
0: See, that's a spawn kill, and that's not even cool. All right. Let's do another one. All right.
1: Give me a number one through 15. Uh, five. Five. Okay. Uh, oh, five is expansive. Give me a number one through eight. Eight. Okay. You have selected category science, subcategory plants. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, now please give me a letter A through T.
0: I say to you, C. Okay, you chose
1: the chandelier tree. The chandelier tree in Drive Through Tree Park is a two hundred seventy-six foot tall coastal redwood tree in Leggett, California, with a six foot wide and six by nine six foot by nine inch high
0: hole. Cut through the base to allow a car to drive through it. This tree. Yep. I've been inside that tree. No, you haven't. Yeah. Dude, come on. That's a little intimate, don't you think? Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you got to do. I've been
1: inside (laughs) that tree. (laughs) I have fucked trees. (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) Yeah, I intimated it. You just went for it. This is a tree also that you can happens, drive through
0: This is also what happens after we get off the radio show too is A that, little, little loopy, been doing this for a few hours <laughs> We can't, It's mostly I think that we can't swear when we're on the radio So oh, we have to get true, all of our true, swears true, out true. after the radio
1: I already forgot what the other one that we added was It's going to be fun when I remember to use it Alright, that was a quick one You can drive your car through a tree in California Let's do one more Okay, we'll do one more <clears throat> 1 through 15, go Um. 10 Ooh, okay. There's only one subcategory. Now I need a letter B through V. Mm, T. Mm, try again. M. Ooh. Well, M would be the Montauk monster, which is actually something we've discussed on the show before. How you, picked, about, you picked the uh, cryptozoology category, by the way, so all oh, of these are going to be extremely lit. money. How and about, we've talked about many of them on the show before. How about H.? H is humanzee another thing we've talked about on the show a
0: crazy. hypothetical
1: human chimpanzee hybrid how about D oh D is great D is wikipedia entry dog spinning D- please please hold <laughs> Please hold. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that should be part of the game. Every time you read the name of a new article, we you, just say,
0: "What the fuck was that?" You have to
1: hear from Bernie.
0: What the fuck was that? <laughs> dog spinning. Can I? Can I also? Can I also uh, add a new layer to the game where you read the thing and then someone has to guess what the thing is before the actual answer is read? I would love for you to guess what dog spinning is because I feel like that's um. Okay, I think I think that dog spinning was a um, was a practice done in uh, in the eighteen hundreds by veterinarians. Wait, hold on, where? Um, whoa, am I am I close? <laughs> I've always wanted. To, I've
1: always wanted to have another podcast where the whole it's like a really short podcast, like five to ten minutes, where it's like two or maybe three people. This is see, I'm telling you, ideas. We have. We this got is a plenty. callback to the radio show, but we got plenty. The ideas are nothing; the execution is everything. But the the concept for the podcast is that someone has to improvise a Wikipedia article based on someone else's suggestion, mm. and Wait. maybe you do a few of them, but it's real short. So anyway, this is basically what you're doing right now. This is great. Dog spitting. Sorry.
0: We need really good improvs to be better at this. than eighteen hundreds. Where? All right. So in the eighteen hundreds, in uh, in like like slightly uh, like. Like somewhere in Australia, I'll say. I'll just say somewhere in Australia. Okay. Uh, It was a veterinary practice done to cure dogs of their ailments, wherein... What sort of ailments? Well, (laughs) any and all. You know, back in the 1800s, a lot of things were sort of cure-alls, right? So Sure,
1: sure. Just give them some some meth. Call it good.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Just tinctures of any kind that would solve all problems. Mostly cocaine, yep. Yeah, largely cocaine and, and other illicit substances like booze and shit. Um, and, and what they would do is they would, they would put this sort of like, uh, like life vest jacket on a dog. Okay. And that, that life vest actually like locked into a ceiling fan. Oh, they had ceiling fans (laughs) in the 1800s. And they would just turn the ceiling fan for sure. And they just turned the ceiling fan on high and just let the ceiling fan go for like five to 10 minutes while the dog just spun in circles until all of the, the evil slash sick, spirits were blown out of its ass or face. Well, I was I was
1: really... I nailed it! <laughs> what you what you say as well, I was going to correct you, but you
0: were 100% correct.
1: I, I forgot to read the article while you were saying all that because I was so engaged with your description. Thank so you We'll find
0: out together if you were accurate or not. Very much. I can give you time to read it if you want me no, to No, no, I'm just going to read
1: it aloud and we'll find out together. Whether or not ceiling fans exist. So, <laughs> Dog spinning is a ritual that was traditionally practiced on the first day of Lent in the village of Brodilovo in southeastern Bulgaria. It is related to similar rituals used on this day at other villages in which the dogs were whipped or beaten. The ritual is thought to have pagan origins and was performed in order to prevent rabies. You were sort of close. In dog spinning, a dog is suspended above water on a rope. The dog is turned repeatedly in a given direction to wind the rope or, no. is, or is inserted into a loop of rope that has been no twisted already. No way. The dog is then t- released so that it, re- sorry, the dog is then released so that it spins rapidly in the opposite direction as the rope unwinds.
0: Bro, that's so fucked up.
1: Uh, I was also section, section is kind
0: of correct.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Section two of this article is titled Animal Welfare Concerns. Yeah, no doubt it was. You know what the dog thought about that? We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. I don't know if anyone else is having fun with this game, but I am really enjoying it. I'd like to attempt one more if that's cool with you.
0: Okay, i I just need I just need a slight bit of recognition for two things. One, that is a super fucked up practice that they did called dog spinning. I bet it also didn't prevent rabies. <laughs> no fucking way. And also, I was like surprisingly you were pretty close close Pretty to close. correct about spinning a dog in circles to I help was, prevent
1: disease. I was envisioning you know how like people will spin plates on like a
0: stick or something? Oh sure, you just put a finger up and spin a dog on yeah. it? <laughs> like Where Harlem Globetrotters but with dogs. Where
1: finger go? Gross, Ryan. What? <laughs> one, 1 through 15? 3. Alright, mm. there's only one subset so we're, we're good. Uh Oh, this is not in alphabetical order. Uh, pick a letter, I guess? P.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, or, this is not in
1: order for some reason. Or nah. Uh, oh, you said M? Okay, yeah, let's go with M. Oh, M- no, 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 there is P. Sorry, Thank here we go. Thank you. Sorry, it just took me a second to get there. Come on, dude, I know. I'm not looking at it, <laughs> but I know. It. This is, you, you picked well. Nice. You've chosen
0: Phantom Time Hypothesis. Ooh. What in the fuck was that? Fan- the Phantom Time Hypothesis. is is a concept wherein people think that they have memories of things that happened to them, but it's actually phantom time, which means they skipped into a reality and had an experience and came back But the time was like phantom time because they're the only person who experienced it and nobody else did. So they're like, dude, wasn't that crazy when the Kool-Aid man ran through the wall and totally punched Dave right in the dick and then he ran back out the big hole? And you're like, dude, what are you talking about? That didn't happen at all. And you're like, no, bro, that super happened. But you only think that happened because you just experienced jump, 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 (laughs) phantom time. What in the fuck was that? We should just call this game What in the Fuck Was That? (laughs) Uh, Probably better. Dude, we're You're, gonna get horrible people are gonna be like, what the fuck did you guys do for the first twenty minutes of the episode? I don't care. <laughs> fuck you guys. I do this podcast for me.
1: <laughs> this is free. If you don't like it, you can turn it off or find another podcast. Look, we'll get, Whatever. We'll
0: get to we'll get to this week's episode shortly. Maybe. <laughs> uh, You're close, but the Phantom
1: Time hypothesis is a theory by Herbert Illig that the early middle ages from six fourteen to nine eleven never happened. Therefore it is actually seventeen twenty rather than two thousand seventeen. Um, I'm sorry, why, why did he make that hypothesis? First published in 1991, the, hy- the hypothesis proposes a conspiracy by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and possibly the Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII to fabricate the Anno Domini dating system retrospectively so that it placed them at the special year of AD 1000 in order to rewrite history to legitimize Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire.
0: Oh, sure, 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 right? sure, 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 sure. That all sure. makes sense. Uh, <laughs> bro, the audacity of rich and powerful fucking shitty dudes is just out of this world. No, you guys are all wrong, but you're off by like 300 years. Hey, I'm Otto. Hey, Otto, isn't it... Aren't you like a little early? No, no, okay, okay. <laughs> just, ha- just hang out for a sec. Okay, so... No, 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 just listen. So what ha- happened was... um that you know how we all think that like the last four hundred years happened? <laughs> well, they uh they didn't. They didn't happen the last four hundred years. They didn't happen. Um, Otto, I'm I'm pretty sure they did. Like we have like a lot of writings and like things from the last four hundred years. Yeah, no, I'm the king. No. <laughs> I'm the king and I and I get it. I own it and I get to be here. Uh so uh do you want your head chopped off? Okay, cool. The uh, time didn't happen, fam. Time. Fuck you guys. Go work my fields. This all is right. considered a dick move.
1: <laughs> There's the fandom time hypothesis. Dude, wow. I, we're playing this game every week. I'm sorry if you don't like it. This is the best thing I've ever come up with <laughs> in, in all like 60
0: episodes of the podcast. We'll make it a we'll make it a recurring segment, unless you guys really violently hate us. And if you do, I, you can tell us at high what if I just looked
1: at can, the computer. Yeah. And it we are indeed twenty five minutes into this podcast. <laughs> and I don't think we've mentioned what this episode is supposed to be about. No, I yet. know we haven't, actually.
0: <laughs> I know we have not. Uh sorry about that. I mean, that's okay. You guys can
1: read, right? You probably saw the title. <laughs> we'll get there.
0: That just that was probably the biggest part of the confusion. And they were like, did they did they title this wrong? <laughs> what what occurred? We're talking here? about hacking. What occurred in the interim here? Yeah. We are. What, what are if, what if you got, hacksaw? Where did you say hacksaw?
1: <laughs> One of the first booking emails I ever sent. Uh, yep, was to hacksaw Jim Duggan when I was about fifteen years old. Holy Jesus, bro! If, if you're not familiar with hacksaw Jim Duggan, he was a I believe WCW wrestler. Uh, don't I mean in the I know late, he's a wrestler. In That's the the, as much as I know, probably early '90s. And after his big thing was, I carried a two by four with him into the ring. And when he walked into the ring, he would hold the two by four up in the air and he'd go,
0: "Hello,
1: God bless wrestling." That was his catchphrase. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure just like screaming is not a catchphrase, but well, there's that one guy now who just yells yes over and over again. Even I mean, Ric Flair just yelled woo.
0: Yeah, but that's not like a phrase, you know. But by, what, by, by the by def- <laughs> so it's his it's his catch sound effect.
1: In the early days of the internet, I, I found Hacksaw Jim Duggan's personal website and it had a, like a contact email on it. So I sent an email that just said, "How much for Hacksaw to party?" And I never got a response. No, no way,
0: <laughs> no way. We
1: wanted to book Hacksaw for for a private party, and he never responded to us.
0: You should have, you know, what you should have done is you should have seen. Mm. Quick question. How much would it cost for us to get custom sound drops for the podcast from retired wrestlers? Well,
1: see, this was like 20 years ago, so I didn't know that I was going to be making a podcast. N-
0: no, this is an entirely separate question. Oh, right Compile now I- we should do this. That I'm saying right now, yes. how much would it cost for us to get right. retired wrestlers to say things about our podcast? Not a lot, probably.
1: I mean... Patreon.com <laughs> slash what if podcast
0: if you'd like to contribute to this idiocy. <laughs> You guys, we could do amazing things together. <laughs> together.
1: Is that our like is that our campaign slogan? Let's do
0: amazing things <laughs> together. If you give us money, we'll do dumb shit. <laughs> 2020. Hey, look, that that entire strategy has worked for cards against humanity for like 5 years. Very true. All Very they true. do every holiday season is like, "Hey guys, we're going to do something dumb. Do you want to give us money for it?" And everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, we do." <laughs> Oh, that's pretty crazy, guys. We raised like $38 million over the holiday season. Thanks so much for supporting our dumb shit. Yeah, no problem. We'll be back next year. We all hate money.
1: <laughs> we should. We, this podcast is going to be over soon. We should talk about hacking.
0: Um, what right. is it? Actually, we, let's, let's take a quick break. We're going to get a fresh <laughs> reset and, and we're going to come back we're and try uh, again. And we're <laughs> take two. This has been the intro to this week's episode of the What If Podcast. Uh, we'll be back and we're actually going to run through what have you got hacked? Have you ever been hacked? Ever lost, even even like something trivial, like your social media or an email account? No,
1: our most recent email at hi at whatifpodcast.com, though, is security alert from Google. I think it was you logging in from across the table here, though, so I think we're okay. We'll be back in just a second talking about hacking. We want to hear from you. Send us a
0: message. Email hi, that's H-I, at whatifpodcast.com. Come on, man! I didn't man. know we were recording. My bad. I had it. <laughs> heck, 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 uh, heck, heck, yeah. heck, uh. heck, 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 heck Look, I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. It's the What If Podcast. What if you got hacked? I don't really know. It never happened to me. And that's the way I'd like to keep it. I don't even want to sleep when I'm on my computer or on my phone. I try to turn off my Wi-Fi. Never, ever roam. I just stay close to the crib. And when someone tells me, I say divs. (laughs) We're back.
1: I've never understood what hacking is. Because it's just... Portrayed horrifically, I'm assuming, in like CSI and nineties movies and people type a lot of gibberish into a computer and then win money or something. Close. <laughs> can you You're can close. you give me a more accurate description of what hacking is?
0: Um I can. The 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 reality though, I would say, is that hacking, like most top top level sort of genre descriptors. It's pronounced hacking. Hacking. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Hacked, hacked. <laughs> We've been hacked. How did we? How did we not do that earlier? <laughs> we failed our
1: penetration test. Oh, I'm done. I'm just say it once. <laughs> it's the only thing I wrote down in my notes for the words "penetration test." <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on you for <laughs> the next the, half an hour, the, here, bud. <laughs> the,
0: this is a sex joke I can make about hacking. Wasn't even a joke. I just said it. <laughs> yeah, I just you said did. the you two just words. Just said the phrase. Yep. Yep. Um, I would say that there are. You can you can think of a in like a simile or a metaphor being that you could call hacking like music, and under music there are lots of genres, and the same way that there are a lot of genres of hacking. So mm. ac- and actually, you know the What's the t pain of hacking. I uh, don't have a good. I don't have a good. Okay. Uh, I'll figure it out. Connect for <laughs> you. Keep going. Thanks, please do. Um, <clears throat> so so the way that uh, the way that it's described as hacker culture in general is uh, a subculture of people who enjoy the intellectual challenge of creatively overcoming limitations of software systems to achieve novel and clever outcomes. So like if you've ever heard of people who try Sounds to build, pleasant. yeah, if you if you've ever heard of people who try to build, um, like, like hackathons. Have you ever heard of that concept of like a hackathon? Yeah. A lot of times, a hackathon is just a bunch of people who make software who get together and go like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we used the API from like the public transit system to make uh, like an app that notifies you when your bus is coming, or like, or like whatever. You know, hackathons can just mean people who are trying to like use tech to mess with something.
1: I watched a documentary today called DefCon or about DefCon. Oh yeah, okay. The, the like, I guess it's a conference or like hacker meetup in Vegas every year. Yeah. And I haven't seen it. uh, I forget what the documentary is called. It's like, it's just called like DEFCON, a documentary or something like that. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Um, It seemed like a lot of nerds just hanging out and partying for a week though.
0: Yeah. And, and honestly, that's what the concept at a high level of hacking is, is just people who like to play with technology and software. And we're going to get into this in a second uh, about sort of the history of hacking but the actual, like... We're going to talk about phone freaking at all? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, it goes back to it, like, <laughs> almost directly. Good. Um, but then there's this whole sort of, like you said, the way that it's sort of being, like, branded and portrayed in the media right now, which is, I think, I mean, it's obvious why it's become what it's become or why the relevant term has, has taken over. It sounds pretty cool. The, like the concept of hacking or being a hacker? Yeah. It does sound cool. It's just a cool name. For too. sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the but the way that we hear about it when we hear about it these days is uh, 50 million people's social security numbers were stolen right. from Equifax or whatever. There was a... I saw an article today about like 60
1: some million of, of Bitcoin was stolen via yep. some sort of hack. Yep. I don't even know what that means though because like is that... Is that phishing for, for passwords and personal information? Is that somehow exploiting some sort of weakness in an actual like server or somewhere? Like where is that information coming from?
0: Do you mean the cryptocurrency Just hack? in
1: general, like when people say hacking, it's like I, is it just because it's such a wide range of possible things that yes. it's just an umbrella term for a whole bunch of shit? Yes.
0: And the and when you see it in the media, usually it doesn't get more specific than that. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some publications it, that take it up another level, like Motherboard is Vice's tech publication that does a pretty good yeah. job of getting a little bit more specific. There's also ones like um, like Engadget and some of those other ones that are a little bit more tech-heavy. We'll talk a little bit more about like how the exploits were actually achieved by some of these hackers. But the average um, dummy like me wouldn't get it anyway, so they just call it hacking? Yeah, I think that's sort of... That's fair. That's sort of what... It, you're right. I mean, it is an umbrella term. And it's also... Again, like there's so many, there's not only genres of like how people do things that are considered hacking, but there's also another sub layer to that of the ways people go through hacks in general, um, or the way, like the techniques that are used to do, um, like here, these are things you've heard before, um, vulnerability scanning, brute force attacks, password cracking, packet analyzation, spoofing attacks, or phishing root kits, Spoofing attacks? So, Spoofing attacks <laughs> <laughs> like that's... You've been boofed. <laughs> that sounds terrible Social engineering Trojan horses I don't uh, know what any of that shit means Computer so. viruses, computer worms, keystroke logging Like Have you heard of all kind of like Have you heard of uh, versions some, of all those things Some of them So keystroke logging is you can put yeah, a can infer what that one Or is. a password yeah. on some Or I mean a, a piece of hardware on someone's computer That logs keystrokes You use that to take bank sure. information, passwords, etc That's considered a hack um, worms are self-deprecating Or er, self-deprecating Self-replicating <laughs> programs Haha uh, Self-replicating we're programs We're bunch of
1: pieces of shit Just stealing people's <laughs> passwords We <Heck>. feel
0: <laughs> We feel bad about it But we're programmed to do it
1: um, My butt looks the same as my face
0: <laughs> Is that your worm impression? Yeah You nailed it Fuck with me, Jose Fuck with me, Jose <laughs> <laughs> Impressions on impressions <laughs> on impressions Um but yeah, so so there's all these sort of different ways to do that kind of, uh, to, to, to use techniques. And then there's also, like, hackers themselves have... So, okay, they're obviously... I know that the hacker culture is a pretty protective one. So by all means... Hi at whatitpodcast.com. We'll make clarifications if we get anything wrong. We're not trying to piss We're anybody off. We're absolutely going to get things wrong. We're absolutely going to get ro- things wrong because we always do. But this is like our best understanding of kind of hacking and and something that I, like, I've just been curious about because I feel like it is. It's every week or like every month that it's like, shit, a bunch of shit got stolen or dumped on the internet or somebody's fucking credit cards from some country are getting dumped from some service. And you're like, what the fuck is all this about, you know? And how do I fit into this whole fucking thing?
1: Um, also, if you're here for actual information... There are so many better places to get real information. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're all less fun, though. So hang out with us. Yes, we're gonna have we're gonna have Don't fun. Assume information. anything we say
0: is correct, and I'll give you guys all um, all like links to stuff in the show notes and stuff like that too, so you can check it out for yourselves. Um. So, so yeah. So hacker culture from a high level is people who just sort of like to play with software, right? the The level down that we hear about it's in not that just software though, isn't mm-hmm. it? No, not just software. I should say technology. Okay. People who like to play with technology and see if they can bend it or change it or make it do something else or have it create an unexpected outcome or something like that. Sure. Now the the level that we hear about every day when we're hearing about these like major corporations who are getting things stolen from them and people are selling them or, or ransomware and all that stuff. Yeah. That's sort of referred to usually as security hacking. Okay. Or cracking is another way that it's called, which kind of makes sense if you think about it. It's people who are trying to crack into things, like crack into a safe, essentially. Okay. So hackers and crackers hey. is what they call um, people who are doing that specific kind of hacking. Okay. <clears throat> um, and then, so underneath it, when I was talking about different genres, there's different classifications of it. So white hat cracking... Or hacking is people Keep who going. is people who do it for non malicious non-malicious reasons. So people right. who are trying to break into stuff to go, hey, uh, I work for I don't know, I work for I work for NASA, and it's like super important that no one can jump into our shit. You know, even though we'll get to this later, yes. it's super important that no one can get into our shit and like derail a satellite or a launch or something like that. So. Yeah. NASA employs people whose entire job is to try to break into NASA software. They didn't in 2001. Real. I got a great
1: story about it later. Because, of course, I found the one thing that relates to aliens about this.
0: <laughs> of course, aliens. Um, but, but there's a lot of people who do hacking for the purpose of, like, preventing bad things from right. happening to right. places that they're not supposed to happen to. I, um, used, I used to work
1: with high schoolers who were locked up, but who were high schoolers and knew more about how technology works yeah. than I do. And because they were locked up, we had to, for the most part, prevent them from getting to the internet or at least ways of communicating with people on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier night. My, so I I used iPads in my class a lot and I had to like do the guided access thing so they could only access the one app that they were supposed to be using. Right. Right. And, uh, my, my test was always like, if I thought I had it locked or secured, I would just hand it to a kid be like, Hey, go get to Twitter. And there was a kid you, who, like... Hey, man, can you get to Twitter? Right, like, I'm not going to get you in trouble or anything. Like, don't do anything stupid. Don't post anything. Don't log in. But, like, can you get to Facebook right now? And there was a kid who, like, every... I never figured out what he was doing, but, like, within literally 10 seconds, regardless of how secure I thought that iPad was... He just said, yes. He would hand it back to me with Twitter open on it.
0: Damn. This kid was, like, 15, 16. Do you think he had just been, like locked up long enough and he'd been playing with him long enough that he was like able to figure it out or do you think think it was just i
1: think his hustle outside of of school slash jail was computer related yeah okay okay (laughs) all right well that makes a lot more sense and i know it wasn't like he didn't know my password because i would change it like i'd be like leave walk walk outside the door i'll change the password and then he'd come back Ten seconds later yeah That's crazy, man. I still have no idea what he was doing. This is still, like... I know this
0: is just, like, Spencer sounds like an old man hour, but... No, but I think this is the crazy part about, you know... I mean, we're, like... We're in an age now where kids who are in elementary and middle school are learning HTML, and, like... There is a huge gap in in
1: the generation... Or in between our generation and the generation younger than us, right? Look,
0: I should clarify really quickly. I don't think that knowing HTML makes you a hacker. I was not <laughs> insinuating that. I was. I just... know one type of code. <laughs> I was the kind that we used in the nineties. <laughs> what I was saying was, kids Speak are the learning. <laughs> kids are learning the earliest <laughs> building blocks of uh, of coding at a very young age. These hear days. ye,
1: hear ye, the children know HTML. We must run for the hills and burn the children. The boy has programmed Flash.
0: He is a witch and we must burn him. Soon they will have taken over the food chain.
1: They have seized the means of production.
0: We will all starve if we do not kill the boy. (laughs) Jesus, bro. It's okay, though. The Middle Ages didn't happen. I mean <laughs> it's phantom time, bro. Um we talk about aliens yet? No, because I got okay. I gotta, I gotta, I got more to teach you about hacking. Carry on. Um so all right, so you kinda get you you get the I guess what I mostly wanted to make clear is that hack there is no one thing for what hacking is or who yeah. hackers are. They can I be thought a lot it was of, like a
1: a dude in a black hoodie with gloves on, typing furiously yeah, while Robot, while dude. like the matrix flashes <laughs> yeah, on his screen.
0: Mr. Robot, exactly. I've never watched it. It's actually a really good show. Is that sort I, of the premise? I, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's pretty hard to explain the premise. I'm but, still catching up on The Simpsons and X-Files. <laughs> well, yeah. There's there's a lot more to Mr. Robot than that, but actually one of the cool things about when you were saying like, oh, it's probably gets portrayed really poorly and shit like that, Mr. Robot actually had uh, like a table of hacker consultants who were actually white and black hackers that they paid to be on the show so that the actual tech in the show White and wasn't. black meaning like- Sorry, white hat and black hat, not uh not the colors of
1: their skin. Okay, white hat meaning like generally for good, black hat meaning we're
0: trying to steal shit. Black hat meaning yeah, did I get to that when I was up uh, so black hat I don't is, think we got that far. Oh, all right. Sorry, my bad. Uh black hat hackers are people who violate computer security for malicious reasons and personal gain, basically. Can we talk about that name for a minute? Black hat versus white hat? Yeah. It's like I mean, it's then gray hat is what they call the people who do a little bit of both. And can, just for the record, as a dude, you should never be wearing a fedora. <laughs> that was the point you were trying yeah, to make. Yeah. The white hat versus black hat. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't. <laughs> unless you're Samuel Jackson. No. And then you can wear your Kangol backwards and be Samuel Jackson. That's not a fedora. An
1: old no, man wearing true.
0: a Kangol is totally different. All right.
1: you're, it's like ninety
0: years old. You, you guys can do whatever. You're you allowed to do that. Samuel Jackson Is not. Is there
1: any 90 year olds Named Samuel L. Jackson Listening to our podcast Wear whatever you want On your
0: head And also please Get in touch with us Because you might be a legend <laughs> Yes um, But yeah So, anyway, so the blackhead consultants. Yeah and the blackhead people Who do that Are people who do like You know Like the ransomware stuff And the people who You know Go in and try to just Fuck things up For the sake of Fucking things up Ransomware is a real thing That's not just like a
1: City Is like shitty CBS no, ransomware is a very real thing. Okay.
0: There have been recent ransomware exploits of people whose computers have been taken over. And the, the general concept of ransomware is is what? Um that the 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 crux of the virus locks your computer down until you send a certain amount of Bitcoin or usually Bitcoin or you PayPal money to a certain address. In and order then, to regain access to your own stuff? Correct. So and the worst part what if is you have a backup. Then you're fine. But the but the way that the virus spreads is it targets and replicates and goes to a bunch of different people, and there's a lot of elderly people and people moms and shit in the world who have photos of their children on the computer, and they're like, don't wipe my computer. And they're like, well, if you try to log in three more times, we'll wipe your computer, so you have to send us Bitcoin first. And how does that happen? Because that then you have remote access to someone's computer, correct? What do you mean? Well, in order to like... Like clear a hard drive No it's written into the code Really Mm -hmm. In the same way that like you can do it with your phone If you You can set that thing on your iPhone Where if you try If you put in the wrong passcode 10 times It'll wipe your phone No it doesn't that's a setting in your iPhone right now in your what? security settings. No, way. you can restrict the number phone? of. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a, an accident. Hack, hack on that the was trying to reach phone. my phone. There is a security setting in your iPhone where, if you put in the wrong passcode a certain amount of times, it will where? it will restore your phone. I don't believe you. Okay, cool. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know this to be a fact, and you do you still do not believe me. Where where would such a thing be located? Are we really going to do this on the yeah, podcast? We we're going to we explore are. your disbelief. Yeah, on yes, the po- okay, yes. great.
1: You got you, no no follow up. Where do I find it?
0: I don't know. Fucking look in your phone, <laughs> dude. It's in the security settings. I'm not like I'm not a I'm not your fucking Apple genius well, boy. Well, you were, headass, acting, you were
1: acting. like you were head ass boy. You were acting like you knew a lot of stuff a second ago. I do
0: know a lot of stuff. Well, not enough apparently. Um, let's okay. iPhone passcode wipe. I will good googly moogly you. Thank you. You sounded like you knew it a second An ago. Enable erase option to delete data after 10 failed passcode attempts. Yep. If you go where to where did I do that at? If you go to pa- okay, um, go to settings. Yep. Tap on passcode. Mm, uh, I touch ID and passcode. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Keep going. Can you find a, an option that says erase data? Uh, yes. Oh, well, yeah, look at that. Fucking yeah, exactly what I told you. If 10 failed attempts to unlock your device have been made, all of your private data will automatically be erased. Well, goddamn. Yes. Exactly. Goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was not my be- that was not my best noob noob. All right, God well, damn! <laughs> um, yeah, so like that's what they write into those things that will legitimately wipe people's computers. And, if and how they, would
1: such a thing make its way onto your computer, though?
0: I mean, there is lots of ways, and this goes back to all of the different, like all the different uh, things that I was kind of covering. But um, you could open an attachment in an email thinking it's from a friend when it's not, and it's actually something else. You could. Uh, you could put a usb device into your computer and if you opened up just the folder sometimes it can deploy um, a worm or a virus like that onto your computer lots of things like that clicking certain images running flash there's lots of vulnerabilities related to like flash and other things like that so depending on what links you get sent and what you have running on your computer these things can all trigger is that why flash types. is kind of going away yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like well hated amongst developers for its security vulnerabilities and gotcha. a couple other reasons, drags on pages and stuff like that. So, that's kind of a top level understanding of hacking. Does that mean it's alien time? No, because I got to give you the history. Let's let's take one more quick break and then I'm gonna run you we back. We never take two breaks. Tell me about history. <sighs> All right. We don't even right. have ads. The fuck are we taking two breaks for? All right. Let me, so then let me rewind you. So now that you have kind of a contemporary understanding of what hacking is or can be, I should say, we didn't really talk about hacktivism, but we don't really have to, like you don't understand the concept of hacktivism. It's people who are kind of in the gray hat category who hack for like political means or to Robin Hood hackers? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Or like, illegal shit for the the greater good. Like a lot of people would consider Anonymous to be a hacktivist group because sure. most of their hacking is done with political aim, taking over. Well, and they're not profiting off of it usually, right? No, I don't think ever. Actually, they yeah. they profit off it. It's more like you know, if if you're a dictator, we might take over your country's website and yeah. put up a Photoshop picture of you like with a bunny hat on or something because you're a fucking idiot or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But hacktivism is another one that kind of falls into that, um, that gray category and also kind of goes with the, uh, I don't know, I guess I would say like the playful nature of hackers. Like there's this very interesting aspect of hackers that are, it's, it's like, it's cheeky, you know, like there's a, there's, like, a cleverness or, like, sense of humor to a lot of what's done and the way things are done. Sure. Not always, but often it's sort of a, a an ongoing characteristic of the way that, like, hackers and hacks work. Yeah. What? What do you...
1: <laughs> what's your... There there's a there's a lack of social skills involved in the way that,
0: that hackers work. I mean maybe, but it's also a lot of like like they roast people or they use memes or they you know like yeah. I understand that those are not necessarily like the always like the socially most right. forthright things, but I think that's part of it. It's like they like they fuck with people. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Which, you know, I think it, it there's a lot of like uh self indulgent like corny shit that happens sometimes too like you've been hacked by blah blah blah, blah. i've oh, got yeah. this
0: cool nickname and i'm elite there is definitely a little bit of uh um yeah the elite hackers or whatever people who self designate as elites or are in like elite groups of hacking yeah. but Just, there there's definitely some ego involved it's people who yeah. in that within that community you're like check out what i did or check out what i'm capable of or you know like The people who changed the banner on the CIA's website, like they were, they were probably running around the internet forums being like, "What up?" (laughs) Right, which is, is kind of corny. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's kind of corny.
1: I don't, I don't know why that's necessarily something to be psyched about,
0: but yeah. Um. All right, so the history of hacking. (laughs) Go ahead, dude. There's a lot. That's all you. There's a lot of early dates. But the first actual appearance of the word hack happened... nineteen forty 1955. So in 1955, they, in, at MIT, there was a meeting in April of 55. They, like, reorganized some library books or something? How do you... Well, what the hell is a 1955 hack? The Tech Model Railroad Club had a meeting at the organization... And the minutes of the meeting have a documented line where it says, "Mr. Eccles requests that anyone working on or hacking on the electrical system turn the power off to avoid fuse blowing." So that's like the first actual as it relates to technology and electronics use of the word hacking that we have documented. But he was an electrician or what? Uh,
1: what do you mean? what this was what, what were they hacking?
0: Kids were playing with the electrical power of the, of the actual like model railroads and shit. And like the, okay the, the mechanisms that like changed the trains to different tracks and the lights and stuff like that. So hacking with the okay. tech that makes those things. So it has always been just like the nerdiest shit possible. Oh yeah. Okay. The first instance <laughs> of it is a model train club at, at MIT. At MIT. Yeah. Like it's yes. Yes. Okay. In okay. the best way. Come on, man. I grew up the biggest nerd. You can't, you can't hate. I mean, I I can. Sure, fine. (laughs) You're not cool. (laughs) You're not cool. Heck. In 1957, so fast forward a couple years, and you're, I think you're going to be excited about this one. Do you know Joy Bubbles? Joy Bubbles? Joy Bubbles. No. Joy Bubbles. Sound, bubbles sounds real dumb. Do you remember Finding Nemo? Yeah. Bubbles, 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 bubbles. Yeah. let try Bubbles, dude. I don't know what the fuck you did. T- <laughs> Joe and Gracia. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Joe and Gracia, a blind seven-year-old boy with perfect pitch, discovered that whistling the fourth E above middle C into a phone would interfere with AT&T's automated telephone systems inadvertently opening a door... Or freaking the phone, the use of a frequency of exactly 2,600 hertz opened the line to free international calling. The phone receiving just a tone at 2.6k
1: equaled free international calls? I don't fully understand
0: how... What does that mean? Yeah, I I don't fully understand how phone freaking works. But to the way that I understand it, I think you've actually read more about it than I have. But the way that I understand phone freaking is that back in the day, like in the early 50s and 60s, very, very, very early tones were what they used to correspond to like international phone lines, I guess. Okay. And so if you put in a and certain money to pay for a long distance call through like a payphone or something like that. And the password was two and a half K? Then, then it would trigger a sound that would bump it into an international line instead of out of a local line. That what? That's the that's how I understand. That freaking, was their dude.
1: security was just if you put in if if
0: it receives a tone well, at a certain frequency. Yeah, but it required a blind seven-year-old with perfect pitch well, to break it for the first
1: time. No, I mean that that sounds like it's just dumb luck. If anybody else had
0: played a I fucking sine wave at twenty-six hundred hertz, they would have also had the same result. Sure, but but. I mean, maybe somebody had an understanding of how actual. How would like, you though? The, the, the seven-year-old kid didn't have that information. He was just whistling, and one day it worked, right? I uh, I don't know. The, that's got to just be trial and error. I guess the 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 term the way that the way that the wiki explains it is that the the term first referred to groups of people who reverse engineered systems of tones that were used to route long distance calls by recreating them. These tones, freaks, they call mm. them. P h r e a k s phone phone freaks, freaks could switch calls from a phone handset, allowing free calls to be made around the world. So maybe if you actually paid
1: for it in an international call, it would play that tone for you, and then someone recreated it, realizing that that's the tone? Yeah, d-
0: yeah, that's what I said. If you, oh, put, okay. a, if you put the coinage into, like, uh, an actual uh, payphone, it would trigger a tone in the ear set that would take it to a, you know, you always know how you, like, if you dialed out of an of apart- of like a of an office building, you're going to an before, or, like, press one to something. get an outside yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but for international calling. And if you put money in, you would hear the thing go Beep and then it would go boop and it would switch it up to the line so some kid perfectly recreated 2.6 into the okay. phone and okay. realized that he didn't actually have to put the money in it just required the the line listen for the sound to swap lines got gotcha. you regardless of where that was coming from exactly so from that people started creating what were called blue boxes which were how like homemade little mini boxes. You just need like a sine wave generator or something, right? Yeah, or just, I mean, it was literally like a little sound, yeah, some yeah, sort of little yeah, yeah. mini sound box, basically. So yeah. you didn't need to have perfect pitch because that could perfectly... You needed a, a small synthesizer, basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. that you could press a button on and it would go bing and it would make the sound. So basically people started making and like, you know, having little clubs where they would make these little blue boxes and selling them to people, et cetera. And then people would use them to get free long distance calling, which we don't really think about that much anymore. But it doesn't back matter in the day, at all now, but was it was a big deal. Yeah. in the fifties especially. But y- if you're more recently in that, right? But like you know, if your family lived in another state or whatever, it would be like you know a buck, long distance a buck calls a minute were or, a thing
1: until I mean until cell phones were
0: everywhere, really. Right, for sure. Till like the two thousands, probably for sure. And like for sure, fifty cents buck a minute. So if you wanted to be right, you know, on the phone for an hour with your girlfriend who's four states away back home, like that's sixty it, bucks and in the fifties, sixty bucks has a lot of fucking bucks and when I was in the summer between seventh
1: and eighth grade. So I, I would have been like fourteen, yep. which would have made it nineteen no. Math is hard. <laughs> that would have made it ninety nine or two thousand. I was obviously living at my parents' house. Yep. And this girl that I really liked from school lived at her mom's place in Idaho over the summer. And I remember getting in trouble with my parents because I was talking to this girl who was in Idaho for way too long and for night. like an hour and a half one yep. night. Yeah. Cause I I thought I was really cool and I had a phone in my room. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my dad was like, what in the what the fuck was that? When he, <laughs> when looked, he, when at he looked at his, his phone, phone bill. bill, yeah, and uh,
0: 117 dollars worth of phone calls in the past, whatever. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that girl who usually lives down the street is in Idaho right now," and I didn't realize how phones work. And he's like, "Tight, go mow the lawn 30 <laughs> right. times, you little shit. Go get a job, my guy. <laughs> Pay for that habit, young man." Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so so people people often credit this whole freaking concept of. Overcoming what people thought were too steep a fees for long calls by playing with the technology is really the first form of hacking that we understood as a society. And then you push that to 1963, where MIT student newspaper uh, basically uses the first instance of telephone hackers in an article about people who were tying up the lines at Harvard because they were calling a bunch of people back home, calling friends, calling around the world, whatever. Get off the party line. Yeah. Uh, a- accumulating large phone bills at the university by, because they could make free long-distance <laughs> calls. When's the last time that you
1: had a landline telephone?
0: Um, My parents just got rid of theirs. Which no, like s- in a place where you lived. Would have been, it would have been the last time I lived with my parents. Which would be what year? Um, well, I lived at home for a little bit when I moved back from Los Angeles.
1: So I mean, you also had a cell phone at that point, right? You wouldn't have given yeah. someone that phone number as your phone number. No, never. I've had a- Have not, you ever as an adult?
0: Has ever- your main phone number been a landline ever as an adult? No, not as an adult. It was in high school for, like, the first couple of years of high school when I didn't have a cell right. phone. But then, right. like I said, I got a cell phone when I was, like, a sophomore or a junior in high school. Yeah. So, I don't
1: I don't think I've ever lived in a place and had, a f- like,
0: a landline. I thought it would be fun. They basically give it away to you for free with, like, your internet and your cable anyway, and right, I always thought it'd be fun to have a landline. I don't know why. I was, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I pay whatever an obscene amount
1: for cable and internet every month and it used to be that they would like you would get a deal if you bundle i remember when comcast was doing the like for 99 dollars, you can get cable and internet and phone and home phone exactly i was like i wonder if they even do they even still offer that yeah i think they do i could get a phone here at the studio and just have that be right
0: our call in line
1: for when we do live shows? I don't think my, I mean, I've lived in this house for six years and we've never had a phone, obviously. Right. I don't even, I'm assuming it's wired for it because my house is a hundred years old, but. Well, for sure. I bet you have,
0: yeah, I bet you have there's a phone not. phone line in this There's not house. a jack in this room. Really? Yeah. Hmm.
1: We'd have to like, I don't even know. There's probably one in your there living room. There is somewhere room. in my house, I'm sure, but there's not near. I bet you there's one in your living room that they just run back through the wall. My parents' house was built in the 80s. And there was a phone jack in literally every room, including all of the bathrooms. Whoa. Right? Sweet bathroom phones. And my, so it was kind of like a a, a bougie 80s house (laughs) that I grew up in. And one of the bathrooms in the house that was like me and my brother's bathroom. Yep. Had a sauna and a phone jack in it. Whoa. Whoa
0: and it that's like dude i know you grew up rich man that's tight yeah super super rich dude you uh you and your brother shared a sauna with a phone in it i don't feel right? like i don't feel like that's like not rich no it was super fucking weird <laughs> and I, I, I a couple of
1: times pretended to be like an 80s businessman and be like yeah i'm gonna do my homework in the sauna you're gonna like put a call, towel
0: on and read a newspaper and in call there. one of my three
1: friends and see what he's doing make some business <laughs> what decisions what are you doing
0: nothing man just sweating it just, out real quick <laughs> Getting a steam on, sweat, sweating <laughs> out last night's party, doing this algebra. <laughs> I was doing algebra in high school. I was kind of slow. Uh, hey, look. <laughs> if if y'all don't know that we're a little bit slow at this point, bro, we're at an hour. Can I talk about Gary McKinnon yet? I'll I'll just say this. I won't go through any of the the further. Um, I won't go through any of like the more further details. What I will say is basically what happens from that point is that same culture of people who are phone freaking persists into the invention of the personal computer and people start having more computers in their homes and in libraries and laptops and things like that. And people use sort of a similar ethos of what can we do with the technology to do something else. And that sort of has, what's led us to what we've got right now, which is this like diaspora of different types of hackers and hacking and done for different reasons And it's why you see all kinds of versions of this, which is people who are, you know, plastering like political, you know, political uh, messages on government websites. You see people who hack into Twitter accounts of Burger King and rename it McDonald's and put the the McDonald's logo in for their Twitter account, whatever that was like a year ago or... A couple years ago And that, that goes back to like The cleverness part Of the funny part It's just people who are just like This is funny to me To change I'm, Burger King's I'm doing Twitter this to because McDonald's because I can Yeah I can yeah. do this And it's funny to me To make Burger King McDonald's Which is day.
1: also like That's how teenage boys think
0: Yeah it's part of the ego Of the whole thing Is like Like what happens If I press this red button uh, Don't push the red button You go yeah, to you know jail what? for 20 years <laughs> Dumb fuck Yeah you know what I'm gonna press the red button anyway Cause I still kinda wanna see What it does <laughs>
1: Speaking of going to jail for a long time. Uh,
0: oh. Gary McKinnon. Okay. In
1: 2001. <laughs> yep. Hacked uh, a, roughly 100 different American military and NASA servers. 100? Mm hmm. That's too many, Gary. <laughs> Gary. Do one, Gary. Well, Gary lives in the UK. Oh. And he was doing this all from his girlfriend's aunt's house in London. Nice. Good cover, Gary. And <laughs> He was like, uh, I don't know. It's me,
0: aunt. She's fucking crazy.
1: (laughs) That was really good. Thanks. Proud of you, bro. It's getting better. Thanks.
0: Look, I got roasted one time. I got to sell my fucking game. You got roasted one time and you went over there and learned. (laughs) That's true. That was (laughs) the purpose of my entire trip to the UK was to not get roasted again. Um, He gained access to
1: first NASA and then several other American governmental websites. Yep. Because they had something called net BIOS sharing open on their computers, whoa, which meant that if you knew the IP address of a computer or server, you could directly access everything on that computer.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds like an insane <laughs> vulnerability. <laughs> right. Good Lord. And when, what year was this? This is one. That
1: doesn't seem right. Right. And so what Gary did was he Googled or whatever. Google, were they around in oh one. one? Was that like the dominant search engine in 01?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: He asked Jeeves uh, <laughs> the the IP address of NASA. Oh, no, I'm wrong.
0: It was it would have been around. I don't know if it was the dominant one, but it would have been around. Yahoo did or something. Yahoo or AOL searched. Yeah. Anyway, he just through a,
1: a search engine found the IP address of various NASA servers and tried plugging them in and seeing what showed up. Hey, does this work? And he, oh my God, I can control the missiles. Well, he got access to a hundred different servers, and in the process, accidentally deleted a lot of data, software and files, Uh-oh. which cost the u s government over seven hundred thousand dollars to recover. Well, he also taunted the does. military by leaving a message that said, "Your security system is crap. I am solo. I will continue to disrupt at the highest levels because Palsy move, Gary. Well, <laughs> um, his main reason for doing all of this, though, was because he was really interested in UFOs and aliens. And so he specifically targeted NASA because he was looking for files that contained evidence of extraterrestrials. Nice, Gary. And he claims that he found them. Okay. Well, where they at, though? Well, he got access to a server at Building 8 at John- at the Johnson Space Center where he found folders containing high-resolution satellite images contained in two separate folders that were labeled as processed or unprocessed. And he claims that he found images that both contained images of UFOs and photoshopped versions of those images in which the UFOs had been removed. And that he has screenshots of said images. Where they at though? According to Gary, I quote: I was briefly, I was able to briefly see one of the pictures. It was a silvery cigar-shaped object with geodesic spheres on either side. There were no visible seams or riveting. There were no reference. There was no reference to the size of the object, and the picture was taken presumably by a satellite looking down on it. The object didn't look man-made or anything like what we have created. Hmm. So he found these images, took screenshots of them, saved them to his hard drive. He also said, I know that governments suppressed anti-gravity, UFO-related technologies, free energy, or what they call zero-point energy. This should not be kept hidden from the public. So his whole motivation was, I'm going to hack into NASA servers, CIA servers, government, U- American government servers to get access to this UFO and free energy-related information that they're withholding from the public.
0: Why doesn't he share them with us?
1: Because he got arrested.
0: Gary! (laughs) You silly motherfucker. Maybe you shouldn't have taunted the U.S. military,
1: bro. While he was poking around on these NASA computers, someone noticed, and they disconnected him. But before they disconnected him, they... Jotted I don't know down. Where he was. Well, they jotted down his IP address because he was doing it directly from his girlfriend's aunt's IP address instead of through some
0: sort of proxy. He was also saying, I'm in here alone, motherfuckers. I am solo. Each each <laughs> shit. I'm awesome. I'm Gary.
1: No, he's solo because he has a cool hacker nickname. I guess. Solo and the Wookiee. You know, you know he was just a huge Star Wars nerd. Yeah. Of course.
0: This whole concept of so I got another oh sorry, is there more oh, from the, Gary? There's more to that because he got arrested. And uh, as you do when you do some well, shit like that. The problem though
1: was that he did all of this from London. He's a, a UK citizen, but all of the crimes, quote unquote, were or the alleged crimes were against the United States. Yep. And he was only being charged with stuff by the United States government. And in order to prosecute him, they had to get extradition from the U.K. Uh Uh-huh. And the U.K. basically said, fuck that, we're keeping Gary. (laughs) Maybe fix your security issues. Gary's ours. And it took, it was 11 years of legal back and forth until the U.K. finally said, if you extradite Gary from the U.K. to the U.S., he will probably kill himself. Ooh. Well, and it is against uh, there's some sort of international law re- like relating to uh, like human rights. Sure. That if you're going to put someone in in a dangerous situation, danger sure. Due to extradition, that you cannot, and so the UK effectively blocked his extradition to the United States. And after 12 years, he was able to just go about his business being a dude again in the uk
0: okay gary
1: and so in the last few years he started doing interviews and stuff about here's what i saw here's how i did it i'm finally able to use computers again because he for that that 11 years he was banned from using a computer or accessing the internet yeah
0: which is insane like think about not using the internet for 11 years i mean that's for sure what like what happens to most people who go to jail for hacking or using computers. But he computers. wasn't locked up. He was just at home. But he wasn't allowed to use computers, right? For right. what he had done? Right. yeah.
1: But also, like, that meant for him that he couldn't work for 11 years because that was the only area in which he had any experience or training. That's true. And so they may... It, it seems sort of like we just don't want to cooperate and we're going to find a loophole to not cooperate with you, United yeah, States.
0: That, I mean... I get that. <laughs>
1: but after 11 years, I think it may have been justifiable that, like, if you keep this dude from working and making a living and doing anything in life... Right, right, right. You may as well just end his life at that point.
0: Right, right. You've
1: already taken 11 years from him. Now you're going to lock him up for however many more. Right. Fuck off. Either kill sure. Gary or leave him alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be, um, done, be
1: done with it. He also... Th- so now... There are, if you search Gary McKinnon, you can find interviews with him and he's done some press in the the U.S. and stuff. He also thinks that anti-gravity and free energy technology is being suppressed by the American government. He doesn't think that people have ever been to the moon. Although he's basing a lot of his claims on information that he stole from NASA.
0: I was was just about to go and... Mm -hmm. I'm not really no, sure about no. how that. How we've been you, to space. We've got a lot of pictures of UFOs. We just haven't actually made it to the moon. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's not like the most impossible thing. Isn't it? I mean, I I don't
1: know. He thinks NASA has pictures of UFOs, but he doesn't think we've been to the moon? I mean,
0: I guess I would say... So NASA's lying to you when it's convenient look, or when I, you want them to be lying to you? I, I 100% think we've been to the moon because if you look at fucking satellite imagery and, like, fucking telescopes and shit, you can see the trails of where our actual, like, rovers and shit have gone. So I believe this to be true. I don't know if you listened to last
1: week's episode, but I did oh, leave the in the part where end. you were yelling, and I just cut you off about right. yelling about the good. moon. No, that's fine. That's how last week's episode ended. No, so. that's
0: good. Yeah, I I mean, yeah. It, it's warranted. Um, But, uh, but like, I, I guess I, I can see him saying, like, it's easier to fly spaceships and satellites and take pictures from spaceships and satellites than it is to actually land one, then get back off of one and he back said, into one and then
1: back home. He says none of the Apollo missions happened. He, he goes really far with it.
0: Well, Gary, <laughs> you know, I feel like you're doing the most, Gary, and uh-huh. you could be doing a lot less uh-huh. and getting a lot better success out of things. Yeah. Um, speaking of doing the most... And people who do too much. This this episode. uh, There is (laughs) this episode of the What If Podcast. Um, In 2002, there was a hacker whose name we now know is Adrian Lamo, who was 19 years old in 2002 and decided to do a penetration test, if you will. Heck. about, About and around the New York Times. And uh, Adrian super successfully jumped through some hoops and, overs- and through some walls to get inside of the New York Times and accessed sensitive records, which included an extensive database of op-ed writers that the paper had used, this- used in the past with records containing names, phone numbers, home addresses, and payment history on many contributors to the New York Times. I'm reading from an article on CSOonline.com, by the way. Uh, Such as Democratic strategist James Carville, former Secretary of State James Baker, uh, the actor Robert Redford, and many more. So Adrian goes through and yanks a bunch of like phone numbers and home addresses for extremely important political figures. And And Robert Redford. Movie stars. Bobby, what up? (laughs) Bobby Redface, what's up? Uh, And a bunch of other people. But get this shit. Adrian in his process of finding this list after he's fucking hacked into the New York times data uh, servers and database decides to go to the list of important contributors and speakers and add his own fucking name. It's aggressive. (laughs) He added Adrian Lamo to the list and under expertise in the server list wrote computer hacking, national security and communications intelligence. Nobody cares. <laughs> like like as if as if someone as if someone was one day gonna be like, Oh, we needed we need an expert on like hacking and national security. Can somebody go consult a server list and they're just gonna be like, has anyone ever had Adrian Lamo on before? No no no, let's just let's just get him on the podcast and like it'll be great. He'll know what he's talking about. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led
1: astray, run amok, and flat out deceit.
0: Adrian, you can't deceive the New York <laughs> Times, my guy, by just hacking into their servers and saying that you're a knowledgeable contributor to their fucking shit. A lie was yes, the fuck it was. Yes, the fuck it was. But yeah, the the ego uh, sometimes I think overtakes uh, the 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 effectiveness of the process. move. I respect it. I respect it too. Mm-hmm. Hey, good on you, Adrian. You know, I you know you uh, you know shoot your shot shoot your shot <laughs> from half a court um so anyway there's a million things we could get into with hacking there's probably some of you right now who are like aren't you going to talk about the russians and the election and no we're not because that shit oh no that shit is not very fun and it's all over the news and so other people have can cover that shit so much better than us and um and we'll let them be the experts I
1: forgot one thing about Gary. Oh boy, Gary. You're Okay. Right. One of the things that he got access to was a spreadsheet that was titled Non-Terrestrial Officers.
0: Ooh, cool, 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 cool.
1: Um, <laughs> which he interpreted to be spacemen.
0: Okay. But which was
1: most likely Navy officers who are on boats rather than on land. Sure, that makes sense. But they might have been aliens, if you ask Gary McKinnon.
0: Or people who, like, live on the ISS indefinitely that we don't even know about are up there. I don't think that's a thing. No, it's not. But Gary probably thinks it is. Heck. (laughs) Um,
1: This has been entirely too long and ridiculous.
0: Nah, whatever. We love you guys, <laughs> and uh, we hope that you loved this episode, even though uh, we went a little all over the place. Let us know if you like the Wikipedia game at WhatIfPod on Twitter or send us an email at, at com. I really don't care if you like it or not. We're I'm going to do it again we're, forever. We're doing more of it. We're doing yeah. more of it. We actually did say with the Wikipedia game that um, we're hoping that what it helps us do is find topics for really interesting full episodes. So we'll, we'll probably do one and be like, holy shit, that's incredible, and then we're just going to do a full episode on it. So,
1: Like Jeff the Talking Mongoose.
0: That's not a real thing that we got. Yes, co- it is.
1: No, it's not. Yes, it
0: is. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe then we did do Animal Intelligence and Animals That Could Talk, so maybe we got to do a part two. Um, do we have any announcements? Um, I think we spent the first 25 minutes doing all this. I guess we did a lot of that. So we love you. Goodbye. We'll we will s- talk to you next we'll week. We'll see you next week.
1: We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and
0: out we'll be back next week with another episode of the what if podcast learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com